Hello, welcome to The Health In Show, an affiliate program of Homeopathy World Community. You've come to the right place to tune in and participate with your comments and questions. Love is the greatest healer of all. But sometimes, in order to change our emotions, we must take action in other spheres of our lives. We speak with experts in alternative and complementary health fields and hope you will benefit in some small or great way. Remember, you are wherever your thoughts are. Make sure your thoughts are where you want to be. Good morning, good afternoon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Health and Show. My name is Marilyn Shannon, and I am so delighted to be here with you today. We have this extraordinary uh, topic to discuss, something that I um, am so interested in. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. But just know that you are more than welcome throughout the show to join us. We'd love to have you. You can call in anytime you want at 919-518-9773. That'll come right into our studio. And Amnon is there, our producer, and he will receive the call. You can come in on Skype, and that is to Computers 2K Voice. So you'll come in on voice, not video. And then you can also put your name under under the video and join our chat anytime you like. And we monitor that as well. And you can ask questions and comment and... Just communicate with us there. This is all about communication. Uh, You know, we're experts in all kinds of things. You're an expert in your life. I'm not an expert in your life. You are. So ask us the questions that you want to know. And listen, we have a subject today that we want to talk about that is extremely important for now. But you know what? If you got something else on your mind and your heart and you want to ask that question, Take us off our subject. That's what we're here for. We're here to share. We're here to teach. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. But we're here to connect and we're here to help each other. So please feel free to connect with us during the show. And before I tell you what the subject is, because I will, I want to introduce who's here today. So I am delighted to have Dr. Deepak Sharma with us. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good evening and uh, good noon. Whatever yeah. is it. So, welcome to the Health in the LWC's famous show. And we welcome everyone. Yes, Malin, the topic is for today is the very exciting. And everyone can ask the question inside your mind. So, uh, we welcome our speaker today and we welcome all the listeners today. And, Perfect. Uh, I think we should continue. Yes, please. Thank you. It's always good to see you, uh, Deepak. And Deepak, just so all of you know out there in the world that are listening to us, this show's been around for probably, I don't know, I'm not going to tell us, maybe 14 or 15 years. Um, uh, It's a subsidiary of Homeopathy World Community, which was founded by our dear, 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 dear friend Debbie Brooke and Dr. Sharma has been on this show since day one, pretty much, right? 
So yes. I think you even right. So we're always happy to have him. And I, Debbie was my very dear, dear friend. And so she passed away and I am not filling her shoes. I am just carrying them. And then we have Emily, who is working with me with Homeopathy Rural Community and everything else I have under the sun and um, was delighted to be here today. And she has some personal experience with our subject. So I'm happy to have Emily. Emily, tell everybody about you. Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, as we've established. I'm a college student from Baltimore, and I'm very excited to be here today, and I'm very excited to talk about our topic. I think it's really important, and I think self-care and mental health are should be a top priority for everybody. You come first always, so let's get ready and talk about our topic. You know, I had a, a meeting with Emily this morning, and I said to her, do you want to be on the show today? Because we do a podcast, uh, a show like this, um, uh, let, uh, Monday nights, uh, that's called Through Their Eyes, and it's a show focusing on issues related to our teens and young adults. And last night we had on, Emily was there, and we have a, um, a high school sophomore hosting, and, we, and last night we had a 12-year-old who was just amazing and brilliant young woman, and they were talking about um, artificial intelligence. And it was extraordinary to hear these three individuals blow the doors off this show. So I said to Emily this morning, Emily, would you like to join me this today? Join us for the show. You have so many good things to share and you're so willing. And she immediately said yes. And I'm like, I wish everybody would say yes that quickly. Um, but instead of going through the no first, she didn't do that. She went through the yes first. So that was great. So, okay. Topic today is sad. Uh, seasonal affective disorder. I call it winter blues, the moody blues. And it's a real important subject. Uh, it, it encompasses so many different elements. I mean, we feel it emotionally, right? We feel that onset of uh, it turning darker early, um, you know, and there's so many elements to it. And you know what? You may not even um, have the disorder or diagnosis of this disorder, but, you but we all tend to feel certain things this time of year, whether it's the change in the season. Uh, it's the, you know, for me, it's that it gets dark so early, I can't drive at night. So my day is too short. So we all have certain experiences. Well, when I was discussing some of this with Emily this morning, she said to me, you know, I had that when I was in high school, did you say, Emily? So I thought, oh my gosh, that adds just a whole nother element to this conversation that I certainly thought about. But now that Emily is here, see how things happen for a reason? Emily's showing up and we get to expand this topic even more. So. Where do you begin with it? There's so much to talk about. So anyway, let me, Deepak, do you want to chime in before we go, Emily, share some things too? Yes, nah, the topic is really interesting because it is different from the depression. The topic uh -huh. is not actually a kind of depression, but it is a mood disorder. And the specific thing is that the pathology is not seen. 
no uh, nobody mach no machine is testing the symptoms nobody cannot diagnose without the symptom so what the symptom is exactly especially during the season and, and this is not the one time if you are facing the same situation in every season and the minimum three years you feel it then you will diagnose as a yes. So uh, this is very, very, very different from the depression. Many of the uh, person is including this term into a topic of depression. This is, this is not a true. Sad is another thing and depression is another thing. Depress, depression is the constant. That's another thing sad is a few momentary phases, like in the winters or like in the moon phases. Even uh, when we are talking about the alternative medicines like and we are uh, we are home pets here so we have many medicines which are acting on the moon phases on the full moon phases on the half uh, uh, moon phases like that we have the seasonal medicines we have the seasonal anxiety disorders medicine but we, uh, we are uh, today we are only talking about the seasonal effective disorder we are not talking about the depressions and another thing so we need to clear this issue that uh, nobody can be uh, fall into the depression okay that's pretty interesting uh, okay that so i am not a homeopath let's just get this straight i am a coach i work with people all day long on emotional things but dr deepak is is coming from a different place, which is great. So all of you out there are gonna hear, you're gonna hear the truth, right? You're gonna hear emotional truth, you're gonna hear medical truth. We're gonna put it all together. So that's very interesting. Yes. So I, I appreciate you saying what you said. So there's a difference between being depressed and sad or having the seasonal thing because seasonal is seasonal, right? Yes. Like if I'm yes. going, if I don't want, if it, it makes me sad not to be able to drive at night. Yeah, definitely. So this is got it. Okay. So, yeah. Good. 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 Emily, okay. Emily, we, yeah. Emily, we are listening to you. Oh. Okay. What is your opinion? Well, I've have I've had a little bit of experience with both. I think when I first started high school, I think the transition just kind of like um, this was a lot for me emotionally, and so I did have actual like proper. Like I was diagnosed with a depressive disorder when I was in high school, just because I was struggling a lot that those first two years. And then the latter two years, I really only experienced seasonal depression. So I kind of see both sides of that coin and I kind of see the distinctions between the two. With seasonal affective disorder more specifically, I just, I more so tend to notice it more so towards I think it's one of those things where I see like warning signs within myself when I start to develop it, when I start kind of going down that rabbit hole. And then I start seeing myself come out of it as well once, uh, what is it, once the seasonal times change. Because I think when I notice it when I was in high school, because it was particularly my junior and senior year, I think my junior years was a lot worse than my senior years. But during my junior year, I just started noticing, I think, towards the latter half of September, just a loss of motivation and then a loss of appetite, too. I don't know why that happened to me. I just tend to lose 
um, just a lot of motivation in a lot of areas, whether it's eating or sleeping or even like uh, schoolwork, I kind of lose sight, I guess, of those goals that I'm trying to achieve or attain. And um, then I started sort of start just becoming more sluggish or just generally feeling that sadness, like almost not in a way that's all consuming, but it's just very, I notice it very deeply. And then that happens for about, I'd say maybe a quarter of the year. And then once I come out of it, it's so odd, just actually seeing myself get back to my old self and start doing everything and um, taking charge of all of my responsibilities and my assignments. And I think it's really interesting seeing that as compared to just a chronic depressive episode, something that may last a little bit longer, just because with that, I have a little bit better of a handle with just because I experienced, I've, I just have so much experience with that where it's, I have an, I have that ability to actually just recognize those emotions, but still in spite of it, carry on with my day-to-day activities. But when it comes to seasonal depressive disorder, I feel like that's a completely different ballpark just because it's so intense for such a short period of time, at least for me personally, it is that yeah. it's almost, I guess, paralyzing in a way. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Cause so what you're talking about is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it comes on, it comes, so you have some warnings or you have learned what some of those triggers, not triggers, but warning signs are. Yeah, right? what it looks like. We know what the trigger is, right? Huh? Yeah, we know what the trigger is. We yeah. know what the umbrella triggers is. Uh, we can go into more detail, but um, so you, you have some warning, but what is the most overwhelming part of that? If you already, I mean, just the feel, I mean, is it so dramatically different? In other words, you, you don't, you're not a depressed or sad kind of person normally, right? Okay. So that's the difference, right? Because when you have this, it comes on and it's such a shock to the fact that you already, you're not that person. You don't have a level of, of sadness or depression regularly, right? No, I don't. Yeah. So when it comes, it is such a, it's an overwhelming feeling. Yeah, it is. And I think the most difficult part about it is just that loss of ambition because I tend to see myself Mm -hmm. as a rather ambitious person and I'm very, I would say goal oriented and kind of seeing that change in myself when I was younger, I don't experience it as, I don't experience it anymore. Thank God. I think that's largely because I have a very healthy social circle now and I have friends and family that I'm surrounded by and who I love very much and I'm deeply grateful for and being able to have them to turn to or just them to distract me it's just it's really great I think everybody needs that support system but when I was in high school I just I was a little bit lonelier and I think that also contributed as well and it kind of made me more susceptible to things like sad but uh, the most difficult part about it I would say was just that loss of ambition and that loss of appetite because I would just not eat and it was not healthy. And I know that ten, that can be a symptom of depression or seasonal de- affective disorder, loss of appetite or increase of appetite. And for me, I get that loss of appetite. So I would legitimately just be so depressed. I would lay in bed all day. I wouldn't eat like- Do you, did you, do you, did you notice in high school um, other um, students like you, other kids like you, is that, is this, uh, something that kids feel a lot and can't identify, I guess? I think so. 
When I was in high school, I did have a few friends who struggled with depression and anxiety. It's really common during adolescence. I think it's just that most kids don't talk about it. And even if it isn't that particularly, I know that most most kids have sentiments of depression or anxiety from time to time just because it's such a volatile time in your life. You don't really know what you want out of life. And you're also so young that you're kind of dealing with everyone else's expectations without really knowing fully who you are and how you want to navigate things. So I think just that age range of like, I'd say maybe like 10 to early 20s is just like, it's rough for a lot of people. And I think, yeah, it's it's very common, even though, I mean, I think it's we're becoming more comfortable as a society being able to talk about these things. So, I mean, I personally saw it a lot with my friends, both male and female. I don't necessarily think one, it's more, it may be more common in females, but I've seen it in both, honestly, in a lot of my friends. I, I, you know, I think women tend to uh, express things a little bit more in some ways. We've been taught to do that. I think men um, can and are and will and do and, are, and, and have been and are that person. And I know Deepak, you know, Deepak, I know you're doing some stuff about men too, right? We want to get into that in another show. But um, we just, women have more words. So we're more outspoken about these things. But I do think men are experiencing everything that we're, you know, other than, you know, maybe the fact that we have our periods and men mm -hmm. obviously do not. So that, you know, there's a, that comes every month, correct? And so that automatically does something emotionally to women. And if you take that and this, you got like almost a perfect storm for a winter or whatever season. So it's pretty fascinating. And the fact that you are so, um, so highly um, intelligent about yourself is really important, you know, to, to, to have been able to recognize it. And so, you know, now that, and, and you said distraction, that's a very interesting word to choose because, you know, I would think, and, and Deepak, you might want to, you know, maybe chime in here too about this. So I would think that when you, you know, if you have a depression, you might go to somebody like myself and or a psychiatrist, a psychologist to want to work through that depression, right? To want to, but to deal with it, you got to deal with, the things that are the triggers, the things that are making you or help to make you depressed. This is a different scenario, but, but there are still things that come up when we are creating that kind of environment within our, our personal universe, right? In our system, we create an environment, you know, uh, you know, if it, of, of sadness or the depression that we want to deal with. But when you're dealing with the seasonal thing, it's being triggered by a different, it's being triggered differently. And so um, finding distractions is probably perfect. You won't, maybe we don't want to find distractions totally only when we're sad and depressed because then we don't do the work of the thing that's trying to come up that's creating the sadness and depression. 
whatever learning we need to do. If you find you know, distractions, you're not going there. But with something like this, it might be different. Maybe finding distractions is the way to get through it and learning you know, as you go, but distractions really can help. It's I agree. different. Okay, yeah. yeah. And having those people who kind of take you out of that funk, I think, or kind of yeah. almost like pull you out of it or drag you out of it, I think is really important. I think definitely what's changed since I was in high school not too long ago, like two years ago, honestly. <laughs> um, and now is just the fact that I think I just generally have more, I don't know, I feel like I just have more friends that I can connect with and who genuinely like understand me and who I can be myself around. And I think having that support system and just having those friends and my family as well is just, it's crucial when you're going through a rut. I Absolutely. Just, and I know that, um, I know that, what is it? There's been like statistics where it shows that like, I forget where I read this. This, this is a long time ago that people prefer to go through, uh, what is it? Physical pain than emotional pain for some reason, which is so odd because you would think that physical pain might be a little bit worse than emotional pain, but ultimately people choose physical pain. Why do you think it's, why do you think they make that choice? I think it's, well, with the physical pain, people chose that as long as they had like a support system as opposed to emotional pain. And I think that's because they have people who can get them through it. And Human beings are naturally sociable creatures. And because of that, we need people around us. We need to be surrounded by individuals who can help us and who we can help as well. And they're trying to, I think that's why people chose emotion, uh, chose. Well, I'm not, I mean, I don't, I'm not, uh, uh, Deepak. So what is your, what do you think? Why do people choose physical pain over emotional pain? Okay, then I'm listening all the talks uh, about this topic. Emily, you said, and Emily, you said that the, uh, the difference, uh, first we need to understand what is actually happening on the seasonal changes. Why the symptoms are coming? Why you are feeling depressed at a time? And on the same time, with the same situation, you are feeling very happy. So this is all kind of a hormonal relationship, which cannot be changed. Like you cannot change the male hormone uh, with the female hormone. You cannot change the female hormone with the male hormone. So um, many of the studies say that the female are more prone to the head and female are more prone to and, uh, depression or anxiety. But Emily said that the, uh, these are the equal. Yes, I understand. These are the equal, but data shows, if you are talking about the scientific data, that the female are more prone to the psychological illness or the sad or like kind of illnesses. So what was the reason behind it? So reason is just about the seven hormones which circulate and which circulate changing their cycle every day in the female. But in the male side, the hormone in the same pattern are just releasing on the same doses every day. So mm -hmm. female is having seven hormones and the male is having only four hormones which are constant. So there are uh, female are bigger than the male every time. So hormone are larger than the males also. So what they are, uh, how they are uh, circulating? Like if you are not sleeping at the uh, good time, like you are sleeping at the 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. 
then you cannot wake up at early morning. So your cycle will be disturbed and your hormone will not be released. Like you, uh, you take an example, uh, like you cannot sleep at the 3 a.m. Then your hormone cannot be released from your body if you are waking after 8 a.m. This is a scientific truth. So everybody and in our uh, in our history, our, our parents are always told that you should wake up early in the morning. Why they are saying? Because if you hormone releasing in between the 4 p.m. 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. maximum. If you are waking after 7 a.m., then the hormone cannot be released. And especially for the female. So if you are waking after 8 a.m., you just see your changes in your the whole day. And if you wake up at the 6 a.m., you see the changes in the whole day. So this is actually depending on the hormone cycle which the female is having changing every day because she is having menstrual cycle, she is having ovulation cycle, she is having many hormones changing every day. So that's why female is more prone. But how to manage it? That is the main point we are discussing. How to manage it? The only management is first you understand your cycle. Many of the female is going to treatment for the symptom, but they cannot understand their menstrual cycle. So I always suggest that the first they feel, they uh, accept that on which day they are more prone to anxiety, more prone to irritation, more prone to headache. So first uh, she feels, for that uh, she may take four to six months. On which day? Or uh, she prepare for the meditation, for the exercise, and she accept on that day she could be calm. That is the only solution I found in hmm. every cases. In yes, uh, the medicines are different, but on the other side, management is the most important part right. of this type of illness. This that cannot be cured by the medicine. That cannot that only cured by the management first to understand so going so waking up in the morning early like you're talking about do yeah. that you know keep on the regular schedule regardless of the time of year correct correct, correct. on every season changing when the season is changing we just disturb our schedule like uh, i do not know about uh, uh, the us but in India, with the winter started, we are just uh, keep going through the laziness. We are not waking on the same time. We are waking up by nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and not going to working. So uh, everything is changing. So do not change even in when the season is changed. You can. Well, that's important. Yeah, that's very important. And I just also want to. Um, comment too, because we, we kind of uh, didn't go there big enough. One of the, and that's one of the things that Emily also brought up was, you know, the, the physical pain as opposed to the emotional pain and why somebody would choose the physical pain. I just want to also say from my perspective, physical pain in many cases, it's easier to pinpoint 
If you got a pain in your arm, it's a pain in your arm. If you got a pain in your leg, you know, maybe it's coming from someplace else, but it feels like it's from your in your leg, or it seems like you can identify it. Emotional pain is much harder to identify. You can't put a Band-Aid on it, even if you try. You can try and you can Band-Aid it, but it's coming back next winter. So no Band-Aiding. But physical pain, you know, physical pain is different. So hence why that may be an easier option for some people. But go ahead. I agree. And I think it's a very interesting point that you make with emotional pain being more difficult to pinpoint because I think it almost requires of us a certain level of self-reflection to actually understand emotional pain and actually being, being able to identify what could be contributing to that or where the genesis of it is. Just because there are so many stressors in everyday life that an individual may not be able to figure out whether it's their job or their personal life or a certain relationship that's stressing them out. And I think that in and of itself almost adds a stress to the individual because they're like, well, I'm sad and I don't know why. And it's, I think, yeah, it just, it requires a certain level of self-reflection that some people may not either have or just don't have, or just don't have the time or energy to put into themselves. Exactly. Um, can I just say one thing, Amnon? I know you're in the back end. Hannah, I think, is trying to get in mm-hmm. to the show, and she says she's tried multiple times and can't get in. So she must have not put the right link. And I sent it to her. I sent the same link to her that we sent to. Um, oh, she might be trying. You know what she's doing? She's using the um, through their eyes link. Uh huh. That's what she's using. Anyway. Um, Yeah, this is, you know, self-reflection is important to take in the emotional, but it's also to be able to take in what, what, what Deepak is saying. If you don't, if you don't um, self-reflect, you don't, in, in some cases, if you feel really bad, you don't even feel good enough to go to a doctor to get help. You don't, I mean, you gotta do the self-reflection with everything that we go through to be open-minded, open-hearted, to be able to recognize that you, that you are entitled to have some help, that you are entitled to resources, that you are entitled to feel good. Everybody is entitled to feel good. But do you take the opportunity to do it? That is what it, that's what it's about. And it isn't about age, it isn't about gender, sex, or the country of origin. Are you entitled to feel better? And, and the other thing is, if you, if you have such a thing as SAD or whatever you want to call it, and you've had it for, and you've been this person for years, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't live through it, well, you've lived through it, but you can't do something about it. And you, you don't have to say, well, I've had it, so what the heck. If you want help, there's all kinds of help. And that's one of the things I'd love to, you know, we can talk all day long about, you know, certain things. What I think is really important at this juncture in the show too, is to talk about the help that you can uh, tap into, whether it's remedies that, uh, that Deepak knows, 
or it's the, the, the small little steps of things that we each can do um, to distract ourselves from the time of year and make this time of year better. Like, like for instance, I was coming out of yoga one day and my yoga teacher turned around and she, we were just talking and she said, yeah, I don't buy food this time. I buy food this time of year that is from this time of year. And yeah, how many times have I heard that? And how many times have you all heard that? Probably a lot, right? Maybe this time of year you don't buy some, uh, I don't know, blueberries that, you know, micro, you know, you buy the fruits and the vegetables, like apples. Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store now, you see the most gorgeous apples. You see the most magnificent squashes. So you buy into those things instead of uh, feeling bad that maybe the strawberries don't look so good. Don't do that. Focus on what you can do this time of year. You know, maybe it's a great time of year to buy yourself great slippers. Every little thing you do for yourself is a highlight. Every little thing you do for yourself helps improve your mood. Every little thing. And even if it's just for a split second. If I was you and I am me and I do this, take every split second you can take. Because every split second of feeling better grows into a minute. And that minute grows into a minute and five seconds. And then it grows into a minute and two se 10 seconds. And then it grows into two minutes every time you do something. So every little thing you do is paramount to having a quality of life. So let's chat some, if you're, if you're good with it, about what we can do to support ourselves this time of year. So once again, call in 919-518-9773. Uh, join us on Skype at Computers 2K Voice. Join our chat, put your name, nickname, whatever you like under our video, ask questions there. Tell us your experience. Give us food for thought. Give us your experience. Because I can promise you your experience is my experience or it's Emily's experience or it's Deepak's or it's Amnon in the back end. We all experience similar things. And I am not a depressed person. I am a half full glass person, but that does not mean that I don't experience some of the same things you experience this time of year, we all do. And I am all over this. So what can, what do we do? What do we do to support ourselves? Emily, Deepak, anybody? Normally what I yeah. do is, um, like I mentioned distractions, I think having people yes. who lift your moods is really important or even just delving into something that you're passionate about. It's difficult just because your brain chemistry is almost kind of fighting against you in the way that you lose interest in certain things. But I think trying to find ways to reignite that, that inner flame is pertinent to that time of year. And even if that doesn't help, sometimes just other means of like catharsis can help too, like journaling or, or painting or drawing, just means of expression that can kind of, you know, have like, they can pour yourself into. Absolutely. Without feeling shameful or, ways that are healthy essentially I think that's also really important because Absolutely. ultimately distractions can only take you so far solely because they don't get to the root of the problem and that's why I think catharsis is extremely important being able to have that release and being able to have that form of expression it's it's, it's extremely important and I would I think everything you're saying is great and I also think a spiritual this is a really good time to take on the spirit, the spirituality of things. Uh, Deepak, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, uh, 
the bad thing about this kind of illness uh, that if uh, any person is facing the negative mode or the negative symptoms and uh, anybody asking about the yoga and the physical exercise or the lifestyle uh, corrections so the person is not uh, accepting this because he or she is already in the depressive mode they cannot accept so what, what at that time i will we suggest that you just connect to your friends connect with your family if you cannot connect you you cannot connect with the tv you cannot connect to the mobile phone you just connect to the physically with the person yeah, either your friend or either or your family just distraction is the most common thing so uh, we I, I i always suggest you just spoke you just spoke what you are feeling if you spoke your feeling then you can get your get rid from these symptoms so first of all uh, i suggest just tell me uh, whenever any kind of patient uh, coming in my opening i just open it and i always suggest that you just tell me whatever the thing is you just tell me tell to your friend tell you the doctor tell you your family member or anyone you have any faith you, this is the first step if you want to get rid of this kind of illness so, so if you cannot do you actually need a healthcare provider you know that's so, a great advice yeah that's in, uh, this is this is the perfect because when the person is in the negative phase uh, he or she cannot think about like this because uh, they, they are already in pain they are already in emotional pain so the pain is already or uh, when the radiate uh, radiation is the most common factor when the pain is reduced so reduce your pain by spreading it by spread your emotion right so i mean every, you know and we're all in, we all come into this from different places and we all come into it in different ways you cannot measure one person's thing from another right but being surrounded doing your best to first of all know you're not alone this isn't you're not you're not a bad person if you're feeling this there are things that we experience as humans, you cannot control how it comes into you, or even sometimes why it comes into you. Because I may experience something based on an experience I have, that Deepak could have the same exact experience and not experience the same thing I'm experiencing from it. So we're, we can all be different in some ways, but we all experience you know, things in a variety of ways, right? But you're not that different. So first of all, no, you're not wrong. You're not bad. Don't blame yourself for what you're experiencing. Because that, that will keep you from acknowledging your family, like Deepak is talking about. That will keep you from doing the things that Emily is sharing. That will keep you from doing the things that I'm about to tell you, okay? So no, first of all, you're not a bad person, okay? Let's just get that down and out and done with it. Because then when you realize that, then you can bring in information. So if you are listening to the show and you know you have a friend who has this or a loved one or you, you share this video with other people. 
because the more you help other people, the better everybody feels. So do that, okay? So as Deepak said, when you're feeling really bad, there are things you cannot do. You can't, you know, when I'm feeling bad, um, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hear from anyone. You know, I just, you know, don't want to go out. You know, I mean, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a depressed normal person, but I have these experiences from time to time too. Doesn't make me bad. But one of the things that I think is also within your power is to eat properly. And there are certain foods and certain ways of eating that you can do yourself good by sticking to. And I would venture to say, stay away from sugar. You do not need a sugar rush because the rush is one thing that could feel somewhat good. It's the coming down that don't feel so good. So, and you don't need that. You need things that feed your soul, feed your body. You don't need something that's going to take away from you. You need things that are going to give you strength going to give you energy, going to give you insight. So foods with good nutrients, not um, chemicals. That would be one of the first things that I would suggest is to help your environment. It's like, it's like keeping your house clean, right? Helping your environment be strong enough to handle the depression or the sadness or whatever the moody blues or the winter blues. So even going into the time of year, like the December, the January, when it's coming on, take good care of yourselves. Right now, as soon as you can, take good care of yourselves. The sooner the better. Start to eat right. I know Deepak, I mean, I know that you 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 would definitely be pushing, right? Good food, not chemicals. Yes, yes. Uh, this is a good point, Pauline. The diet is the main factor because what we are eating is really bad in our this world, but we should avoid the chemicals as much as possible. So when we eat the chemicals, then we, we think like chemicals. So choose okay. the seasonal fruits, <laughs> choose the choose the seasonal fruits, choose the seasonal vegetables. Do not choose the uh, vegetables or food which cannot be seasonal. Like in India, guava is the favorite in the winter season. So you just keep it. Keep the seasonal food, keep the seasonal vegetables and in the raw form. When, yes, definitely sugar is the enemy for the health. So sugar, you, uh, you, you just reduce the sugar, you just reduce the starch from your body, then you can think like a good person. So uh, save save your life from the chemicals. This is a good Did you say that one more time though? You said something, you eat the chemicals, you act like the chemical? Chemicals. Like, yes. I never heard that, but that is terrific. Yes. That, that I use really also first time. That I, I, I use this line for the first time. So use it in your... When you eat the chemical, you should behave like a chemical. So this is the truth. This is the truth. So avoid the chemicals. I know in many places we cannot avoid, but avoid as much as possible. So this is really a main factor. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I think that's a really good point just because I've heard a lot recently, particularly about Red 40 and how that can contribute negatively to people's mental health. Red 40? Yeah, Red 40. It's a lot what of is food. that? It's a dye that a lot of, uh, that's in a lot of foods and it's even advised for pregnant women to avoid it just because that's how strong its adverse effects are. So I think that's a really interesting point just because things like that you would read on an ingredients list, but you wouldn't think anything of it. You would think it's innocuous just because it just doesn't seem like something that's alarming. You wouldn't read that as you would read formaldehyde or something like, or some other crazy carcinogen like that. It's um. But yeah, I think it's really important for people to know what's in their food just because that does affect you just because it, your body absorbs it and it metabolizes it. That's what gives you your life's energy. So I agree. It's a really great point. You know, there are things, like we talked about, there are things that we just can't do certain times of the year that you just, it's such a fight. I know but eating right is something you can do. And eating right is the most, is so important. So let's delve into to it a little bit more. And, and I actually put this, I did a search because I wasn't sure myself. I mean, I haven't delved into this subject as much as I'm doing with all of you now, even though I've, I've, I've covered the, the, the kind of the umbrella stuff, but we're getting into the, some of the detail now, which I really appreciate. Because, and I think, Sometimes you go through life and situational, it could be maybe it's SSAD, situational seasonal affective disorder. I mean, because I know for myself, I'm experiencing things now for the first time that I've never done before. So my, my place is, is, all, is already a little bit kind of shaky, that, it's not, that I'm not always aware that it's shaky now. And so now that it's shaky, I came shaky. Now that it's shaky, this um, seasonal affective disorder on top of what's already kind of shaky is making me ultra shaky. So I'm shaky. And people say to me all the time now, Marilyn, just in general, they don't even know I'm shaky. They say, Marilyn, how are you doing? Just had a conversation and being loving and kind and all that stuff. And you know what Marilyn is saying now? Marilyn is saying, Marilyn's doing great. I am functioning. I am functioning very well. That does not mean that I don't have feelings and I'm not in some pain, because I am. I'm in pain about things going on in the world. I'm, and so some of those things have laid the groundwork for me to kind of welcome in seasonal depression, which I didn't have before. And I don't want it again, but if I have it, okay, so let me tell you what I'm gonna be doing and eating and focusing on. So here goes. Foods rich in certain nutrients can be very helpful, right? To manage the feelings of sadness. So and Deepak, chime in anytime if you don't agree with, Ch with what Chap said, because I did this on Chapped, okay? Because I wasn't sure. So consumer, uh, consuming foods high in omega-3 fatty acids, like fatty fish, black seeds, and walnuts, vitamin D, such as so dairy, or orange juice, egg yolks, and fatty fish. Complex carbs, like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and foods containing uh, tryptophan, which is found in turkey, nuts, and seeds, could all help to improve mood 
and overall well-being. Look, we don't just want to do this in the moody blue time, right? We want to be using this kind of information anytime. I mean, like going into the summer months, going into the spring months. Like, what's good for you? Honor yourself. What's good for you? Um, additionally, maintaining a balanced diet with adequate, adequate fruits and vegetables and lean proteins can absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, improve, impact your mood and your energy levels. That's all really positive when dealing with this. Did you have anything to comment about with um, uh, Deepak? Anything yes, with uh, that? Everything is fine. Okay. Everything is fine. But uh, all, all these points are coming under the lifestyle illness disorder. So uh, no, this is not a specific for the SAD. This is a lifestyle correction. And there you go. For the person. Yes. <laughs> Suggestion, suggestion for the person who is feeling the SAD. If you are know that uh, on the seasonal change you are uh, you are uh, suffering with the SAD, then why you are not preparing before the season? Like if you have a winter in the January and February, you just prepare yourself in the October and November by choosing a good lifestyle. You just feel and um, the SAD is not coming in your next winter exactly so uh, if you are you are the the problem with the patient or the ill person they are uh, taking the action when they are ill they are not taking the action when they are healthy so if you are taking an, an action when you are healthy you cannot be an ill person that's probably some of the best advice you're ever going to hear Take care of yourself when you're healthy, to be healthy, so that when you have things like things like this pop up, right, seasonal affective disorder, or goodness gracious, what whatever your your car blows up. I mean, anything could make something go awry, but if you take care of yourself all the time, you're much better at able to handle things when they blow up. And that's basically what you said, right? right? So, um, you know, there's other things. So one of some of the, what we also talked about was like, you know, we all come into it from different places, you know, with having worked on ourselves at different levels and different degrees. So let's say, for instance, you're somebody who cannot move. Okay, we understand that. Eat well. Eat pretty. You know, eat colorful. Do anything you can like that to improve your energy ever so slightly. Next on the list, you know, if you're if you can reach out to people like like Deepak was talking about. And like Emily said, re tell somebody, um, give somebody, give people an opportunity to love you and to support you through this. You know, we all need each other. And I have this quote that I've said for many, many years, we all want to be loved, hugged and rubbed. Everybody does. And there are people out here that would be delighted to support each and every one of us, me included. So take the love from where you can like that. 
give people an opportunity. And you know what? You don't know who um, you're talking to who could be going through something very similar as you. And, you know, here's a quote that I, and I asked ChatGPT last night for a really good quote to share with you all today. I'm playing with it. I mean, I don't know what all the things that it does. So I'm playing with it. And this is the quote, and I loved it. And it's perfect for telling you right now. Behind every smile is a story you may never understand. Sometimes the bravest face hides the most shattered heart. So keep that in mind when you go to share what's going on for you, knowing that you're okay and that other people may want to hear it too. But reach out to people so that give them an opportunity to love you. Tell them what you need. Tell them what you need. Maybe it's just a phone call in the morning. Maybe it's don't call me. I can't talk to you today. That is okay too. Somebody I love deeply um, has recently has been diagnosed with um, dementia. And they're now in a, a little bit of a facility. But, and this person I love deeply. And yesterday morning, they, call, they just moved into this facility. And yesterday morning, out of the blue, they called me on the phone. They just moved in on Sunday. 8.30 yesterday morning to tell me they were okay. Do you know how that made me feel? It was, I, I, I can just cry now thinking about it. That I was important enough to be on their thing for them just to tell me they were okay. Just do that. Just, just reach out to people. It's very important. Okay. And chime in anytime, the two of you. Why don't I have to look and see what time it is? Okay. Um, bring in light. That's a very, that you can do that too. You can get a lamp. You can get some light, lift the shades, take in the opportunity anytime you can for daylight, for light, go out, breathe in the air, even if it's just for a few minutes. If you are, remember, this is a continuum, right? You can either be over here and you can be here. You can be here with the sadness. Do what you can. If you are okay and you can go for a walk, go for a walk. Listen, it may not lift it completely, but it can help you get through it. So remember, we're talking about eating right, surrounding yourself with people, asking for what you need, bring in the light, meditate is also important. Don't watch depressing news. Look, don't do anything. Don't put salt on your wound. Don't do that. Put love there, not salt. Don't do that to yourself. You're worth more than that. Don't listen to the news if it's going to be sad and depressing. You know what? I love the news lately. I do. I want to know what's going on. I used to be under a rock. I'm not now. But right now, I can't listen to it. I know. And I'm not, I don't, do I seem like sad? I'm not sad, but I have that level of sadness. So I'm not listening. I'm watching movies. I'm watching Christmas movies still. I'm watching love movies. I'm watching where families are doing funny things. Do that. I, I had a great belly laugh the other day. I won't forget it. And even though this is January 9th and we have a lot ways to go yet, I won't forget that humor. 
Every time I think about it, it brings the feeling, a little bit of the feeling back. So here's what I would say. Come to Homeopathy World Community. Talk to us. We are here for you. We are, I'm not, I won't say that, and Emily isn't, but Deepak is. We are a community of homeopaths and people like me, people like Emily. We're here together to grow and learn and share and do together. So come to us, Homeopathy World Community. And if you want more information, reach out to me personally at Marilyn, at Marilyn Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N.com. We share all kinds of things. We have book things. We have workshops. We have all kinds of things. But most importantly, we have us. And we're here to connect with you. So if you have something, you have a need, we have a person who can help. We have a person who will connect and talk with you. So please do that. And we do this show every month and it's switching. It is switching to the second Monday in a month at 9 a.m. So put that on your calendar. The second Monday in February for the next show. We would love to have you. Deepak, final words of any kind, sort of, whatever. Share. Great, Malin. Great. Malin, there is wonderful lines you suggest for the person. And I suggest if you are not Okay, you cannot do like this. You cannot move outside. You cannot the breathing. You cannot do anything. Merlin suggests. Then I suggest an exercise for you. You just stand in front of your, your mirror and see within your eyes. And you, if you see within your eyes for two or three minutes, you can you can never feel a negative symptom. This is a Best exercise, just front in your uh, in, in front of your mirror and see within your eyes. Perfect. And I really, if you can do for the two or more minutes, then you are a perfect person. You cannot perfect. feel a negative. Experience. This is from my side. I am Dr. Deepak Sharma, Executive Director of Homepathy World Community. Yes, you are welcome to the, our community and you can ask anything from us. Really appreciate Merlin. Thank you so much. And thank you. I always love having you around. Every time I see you, I'm like, there he is. Emily, any final words? The final words from me, I would say, are that nothing is insurmountable. You can get through anything. You are strong and you are brave. And anything that you put your mind to, you can accomplish, even if it's something that you are struggling with against yourself. Yeah, I guess I wanted to end on that note. Perfect. So all of you out there, we love you dearly. We really do. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for being here. I'm Nan. Thanks for everything. And we'll see you next month. the Nissan Communications Network. If you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it in the archive section at nissancommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Sponsored by StreamingGear.com and DeltaForce.net.